Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. say thank you to Brother Ron for his sensitivity to the Lord and in these prayer times we have heard some tremendous things that he has received from the Lord so we're going to pray tonight and how many believe that the power of prayer works amen so as we pray tonight we know God's going to take care of some powerful things all right see if we can get this going praise God These are, um, these are kind of special times for us, and we are grateful for all of you who do come out for this because this is something that's, uh, it's pretty important. It kind of helps us come together. You know, there's, there's situations that we read about in the book of Acts when the people gathered together and they prayed as one body. For something to happen and Bible tells us that the this place was shaken and it was shaken because of the power that was generated by that unity and we may not feel the building shake tonight but there's going to be a spiritual shaking that takes place because of the prayers that we pray tonight we will set things into motion that God wants us to set into motion because we are united together in prayer and, and that's why our, our time of focused prayer like this is, I think, such a blessing for us. And we do appreciate all of you who've come tonight to, to do that. And, and, uh, and I do have something that the Lord has talked to me about, and I want to share that with you tonight. And, and then we'll get into our, our time of, of prayer. Uh, probably, it, it's been almost two months ago now, and that, this rarely happens for me, okay? Um, but about a couple months ago, God began talking to me about this particular subject. And he knew it was going to take me that long to get it together, so that's why he gave it to me early. But normally, I do good to know what I'm going to share with you the week before. It, it, he, and sometimes it's been the day before. And for me, that's, I don't like that. Um, I like to know ahead of time. But you know what? It, all, it worked out. And God is always going to provide for us direction and help. He, he just always does. And I'm thankful for that. But I want to share something with you tonight, and I'm just going to title this, The Blessing That Nobody Wants. The Blessing That Nobody Wants. And I've got your interest peaked. I can see it. How many of you like Blessings. Every hand, two hands. Because we love blessings, folks. Let's be real. I like blessings. We like to be blessed. And that's, that's a part of it. And God, guess what God loves to do? He loves to bless. We got it made. We like to be blessed. And we're serving somebody who loves to bless. It's awesome. It's awesome. But the Word of God contains uh, so many instances in it where God performed blessings in people's lives. And, and blessings in all different types and varieties and, and stages and things. But we're going to talk about a few of the things that, uh, of these kind of blessings here just a little bit. But the word bless itself that we use to label these special occurrences that happen in our lives uh, are... Concerning good things that we believe that we receive from God daily. How many of you believe that you are blessed daily? We are. We, we don't know most of the blessings that God gives us. But he is a blesser and he blesses us every day. And there are some days when we get up and the day doesn't seem like it's a blessing. But I'm telling you, there are blessings in that day. 
he does bless us every day. And this word bless is defined as the conferring of prosperity or happiness upon. So it's pouring out prosperity or blessing, happiness upon us. The word blessing itself is defined as a thing that is a thing that promotes and assists the provision of happiness or welfare. It's something that promotes that. It's something that brings that to pass. That is a blessing. The blessing brings the bless upon us. That we are blessed. So a blessing is going to be something that helps to promote and it helps to assist us in the obtaining of uh, some degree of happiness or well-being. That's what blessing is. And, and some examples might include being at a, a special place and witnessing some incredible uh, natural situation, natural uh, beauty that you might see. And I've had that happen a lot of different times. And it was a blessing to me. It lifted me. It was a blessing. Uh, it may be being with people that you consider dear friends and interacting with them and having a good time of fellowship with them. That can be a blessing. That, that blesses us. For some, it can be just reading a good book. You can get a blessing from reading a good book. Or maybe it's going shopping for a gift for some friend. For some people, that's a, that's a blessing. It might be receiving a promotion at work along with a pay increase. That's a blessing. That doesn't happen that often, does it? It doesn't. It should, but it doesn't. It could do just be receiving good news from a doctor on some report on your health. That could be a blessing. So there, there are just so many ways that God can bless us. So many things that happen in our daily lives that are blessings to us that God does bring to pass for us. So I want to take a look at, at some of the blessings that Scripture uh, records for us. I'm going to read some. It's going to be some of these are going to be kind of lengthy, but I'll try to hurry through these tonight. But uh, the first one I want to read is in First Samuel chapter one, and I'm going to begin reading verses, uh, verse number three down through nineteen. This is the lengthiest reading that we'll be doing, but I'll comment on these after we finish reading these. First Samuel chapter one. I'm again reading here with verse number three. And this is from the New King James Version anyway. Uh, this man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was, year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, that she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Men are clueless, aren't they? They really are clueless. Man, what's up with you, girl? Come on, come snap out of it. Insensitivity. Wow. So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. She was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your, of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. 
Again, a clueless man. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Then they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. I like how it says that. The Lord remembered her. There are times in our life when we need God to remember us. And the beautiful thing is, he never forgets us. <laughs> it's not like he forgot about her. And Oh, wait a minute. I, I'm, he didn't forget about her. It just, it was time. It was time for the thing to take place. The next story we want to read about is in Isaiah chapter 38, verses 1 through 8. This is talking about Hezekiah, King Hezekiah. Verse number 1 of chapter 38 says, In those days Hezekiah was sick and near death, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, Go and tell Hezekiah, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will add to your days 15 years. I will deliver you in this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city. And this is the sign to you from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing which he has spoken. Behold, I will bring the shadow on the sundial which has gone down with the sun on the sundial of Ahaz, ten degrees backward. So the sun returned ten degrees on the dial by which it had gone down. God did something fantastic for Hezekiah told him he was going to die, and then before the prophet even left the building, God said, go back and tell him I'm not going to do that to him. I've heard his prayer. Prayers can be powerful things. Praise God. They can be powerful things. Now I want us to read in Matthew chapter 15. Um... Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. It didn't look like it was going to happen at first. But thank God it did. How many times has it looked like it's not going to happen for us? <laughs> and somehow it did. Thank God. Uh, the next one I want to read is in Mark chapter 5, and it's verses uh, 25 through 34. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. 
When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Sometimes it's just a simple action. Just a simple action. And God comes through. Praise God. And the final one here is in Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Now they came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Some truly tremendous stories of people receiving a blessing from God. And here's God blessing them in different ways, even though some of them were sinners. It didn't stop him. Did you know that if you're a sinner, God will still heal you? That God will still bless you? He will. He's a blesser. He's a blesser. And I think that these stories demonstrate that to us that God is a blesser not a curser he doesn't want to curse us he wants to bless us and remember to bless is to confer prosperity and happiness upon him that's the God that we know that's his preference he wants to pour out prosperity and good things upon our lives that's what he wants to do for us Now, in these stories that we've read, there's one common thread that connects each of these examples that we read about. One common thread. Every one of them was about people who had a great need in their life. At least it was a great need as far as they believed. To them, it was a great need. Their lives had been Adversely affected, they had been turned upside down. They had eventually arrived at the conclusion that they had reached the end of the rope. They couldn't take it any longer. Anybody here ever feel like you had reached the end of your rope? That you couldn't take any more? We've all been there. We've all experienced that. It's called life. In short, this is the thread. They had become desperate. Desperate. The word desperate is defined 
as the involving of or employing of extreme measures in an attempt to escape defeat or frustration. Desperation itself is the state of hopelessness that leads to rashness. Desperate people will do crazy things. Desperate people will do things they would never do ordinarily. And they do it because they are desperate. Desperation had become the driving force for them. And to each, their particular situation was viewed as a curse. How many of you, when you think back on the things that drove you to desperation, thought of that as a blessing? You considered it a curse. We consider it curses. We don't like to suffer. We don't like to struggle. And to us, struggle and hassle is a curse. But you see, God doesn't see it like we see it. When we really think about it, the blessing of the mountaintop experiences have only occurred after we've struggled to climb out of our valleys. You don't go from mountaintop to mountaintop. You climb one mountain, you go down the other side, you're back in the valley, you have to climb back out again. That's life. So it seems that the acquisition of blessings is closely connected to the experiences of struggle. And therein lies the problem for our new society. Because you see, everyone in our society seeks to live in ways that eliminates struggle. Anybody here like it? Nobody likes it. We see it as a curse. It's not a blessing. Not to us. Let me, I'm just going to give you just, just a few examples. And, and people decide to, to live together instead of being married. Why? Because they don't want the hassle or the struggle that might come about if they should choose to split up for whatever reason. Because there's no real commitment. It's hassle-free. It's easier that way. And sometimes people who get married and decide to get divorced, they do so because they don't want the struggle that would be involved in making the effort to work out the problems that are breaking them apart. And I know that's not the case every time, but I'm just saying in general, it's about hassle-free, trying to be as less struggling as we can possibly make it. People want to get a new car, but they don't have the money to just go out and buy it outright. So instead of them going on a strict budget that would cause them to struggle to put money aside so that they can eventually pay cash for it, what do they want to do? We'll charge it. That way we can have it now and we can pay it off in struggleless, hassle-free payments. That's, that's the thinking. That's not always how it works, but that's kind of the thinking we use in it. It's easier to do it this way than the hassle and the struggle of trying to save money. How many of you, how, how many of you is it easy to save money? If you've got a family, it's almost impossible. It's hard to put money aside. It's easier 
to put it on credit. It's easier. No matter what the situation or the issue that we encounter, we always look for the easy way out, that path of least resistance, the way of little or no hassle. How many of you have heard the term, if you've heard it once, you've probably heard it a million times, hassle-free? Everybody, they want to pull you in because they're going to tell you this is hassle-free. No struggle involved. That's the world that you and I are part of now. We want to make it as struggleless and hassle-free as we can possibly make it. But when we choose to live that way, we are negating the possibilities for so many blessings. Because blessings are the result of struggle. blessing that nobody wants. And we don't see struggle as a blessing. But it is. It is. And God wants us to understand that struggle is not intended to be a curse. It's intended to be a blessing. Struggle is not a horrible thing. Great effort that's expended to provide a solution for a need that exists is not a curse that God has placed upon us. Even though we have a tendency to see it that way. God help us to begin seeing it in a different light. With the song he sang up here just a while ago the enemy meant it for evil but God turned it around for good because God's plan is to make the struggle the blessing remember the blessing is the vehicle that brings about our being blessed and that's the struggle that's the struggle So here's what God wants us to do with, with this thought. He wants us to begin praying that a spirit of desperation could be poured out upon our city and upon the surrounding cities, this region, by the hand of God. And we want to make it clear that it's by the hand of God because only God knows what struggle every individual needs to bring them to a point of desperation. It's not going to be the same thing that brings everybody to that point of desperation. Some things do not affect other people. It's just like water off a duck's back. It, it has no effect whatsoever on them. But there is something. There is an Achilles heel on, in everybody. There is some point of weakness, some point where they will be brought to a place of desperation. So it has to be God who brings about that spirit of desperation and the reason God wants that spirit of desperation upon the people is so that he can pour out truckloads of blessings if there's no struggle there can be no blessing how many of you when you got when you started seeking for the Holy Ghost you did it because everything was going great in your life Anybody? I don't know of one person I've ever talked to that had everything going great when they received the Holy Ghost. Their life was falling apart. They were desperate people. When I received the Holy Ghost, I was a desperate person. Desperate people are focused. You have one thing in mind, buddy, and that's getting what you need. Forget about everything else. When I got the Holy Ghost, I didn't care who was around me. I didn't care what I looked like. Nothing mattered to me. 
It was desperation. But the desperation, which was not fun, the desperation, which was not exciting, became my blessing. And that's what God wants to bring to these people all around us. God wants to start seeing desperate people, sinners who have no recourse but him. How many revivals can you remember that ever took place when everything was going great? The economy's chugging along, everybody's making money, uh, there's really not, not a whole lot of problems taking place. You know what happens then? Church attendance goes down. What happens when the fire, when the fires come and start boiling things up and, and trouble starts happening and, and there may be war take place? You know what happens then? People start looking for God. I wish it wasn't that way, but that is the way it is. We've got to turn the heat up. God wants to turn the heat up. So let's do that. I want us to pray right now that God would begin to pour out that spirit of desperation in, in our cities, all, these, all our connecting cities around here in this region, and allow him to just pre, uh, create this desperation in their heart so they'll be drawn to God. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Dear God, tonight, we thank you, Jesus, that you have provided for us what we, we look at as a curse. We see it, God, as something that we want to avoid as much as possible. We don't enjoy it. It's not happy times. But yet, when we look back on life, God, we see that it was in those times that blessings were coming. It's in those times, God, that it produced blessings of greatness and I thank you for it, God. But there are souls, Jesus, that are out there today going through life, thinking that everything's okay, thinking that uh, they're going to make it just fine, never really considering you, never really thinking about you, never really taking the time to see the importance of connecting with you, not until something desperate takes place in their life. And so we're praying tonight, Jesus, that somehow that spirit of desperation that comes from you, God, that that spirit of desperation can be poured out upon this whole region around here, that the spirit of desperation, God, whatever it takes in individual lives, and you know what that is, we don't know. We don't know what it's going to take to bring about that attitude, God, where they are willing to just give it all and focus completely upon getting the answer that they need and have themselves turn to you, God, because you're the only hope they've got. We don't know, God. We don't know how to reach them that way. We don't know how to bring that to pass, and we can't. But you do know. You do understand today. And God, we pray today that your spirit will reach to those, God, that have never known you. Those hearts and lives, God, have never been turned to you. Souls, God, that have perhaps never even come to a, to a, to a Sunday school class. They don't know anything about you at all. But I believe, God, that if the spirit of desperation becomes upon them, that you're able, God, to take that and somehow lead them to a place, God, of understanding that you're the one who can solve their desperate situation, that you're the one who has the answers, God, that they seek. I pray, God, that they can become so focused on that, so focused, God, on their situation, Jesus, that they'll take, that they'll take any extreme that they need, that they'll do whatever they've got to do, Jesus, to find the answer, hallelujah, that they can find that answer, God, in you. In Jesus' name we pray, hallelujah. Thank you, God, tonight. Thank you, God, that you are the answer, Jesus. We know that, and we were desperate, God, when we came to you. And we pray for that same desperation, God, to get a hold of all the hearts, Lord, around here. Hungry hearts, God, lives tonight, Jesus, that are hungry, but they're not desperate yet. Lives, God, that are on that edge, they're, they're on that fence, they haven't yet committed, but Jesus, when something traumatic happens, God, when something of desperation sets in, it'll take them off the fence. 
It'll get them moved in the right direction. And we pray for that tonight, God. Let that spirit begin tonight, God. Let the spirit of desperation begin to settle, begin to move in. Begin, God, to, to look at uh, hosts, Lord Jesus, that they can touch and pour out this blessing. They're not going to see it as a blessing, not until that blessing comes. But I pray, God, tonight that you will help them in the midst of that struggle to find their way, Jesus, to the answer. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. We need the struggle, God. We need the struggle, Jesus. Hallelujah. In your name, God, we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want us to pray specifically tonight as well for the backsliders. That they become desperate. What happened when the prodigal became desperate? God knew what it was going to take to make him desperate. He found his weakness. And it turned him around. God knows what the weakness is on every one of these names in this jar. And we're going to pray that God will exploit that weakness in their life and send them desperation. In Jesus' name, let's pray. God, we have prayed. We have prayed. We have prayed countless prayers. And some have come. And some are coming. But God, we pray tonight, Jesus, that these who have once known you, these, God, who are not, uh, they're not foreigners to you, you know them. And they know you, God. We pray for them tonight, Jesus. You know their weaknesses. God, you know the point that it's going to take in their struggle to bring about desperation. And we're praying, God, tonight that you would begin to pour out that, uh, that desperation, God. You would begin to pour out that spirit, Lord Jesus, of struggle in their lives, Lord, God, so that whatever it is that is going to become their, uh, their desperation, their point of desperation, God, we pray that the struggle will lead them to that place. That the struggle, whatever it has to be, God, will bring them to that point of desperation. Hallelujah. God, let desperation find a place in their life. Not as a curse, God, but as the blessing that you intend for it to be. So that they can find themselves. Hallelujah. Remembering. Remembering, God. Hallelujah. Who has the answer to their need? Who has the answer, God, to their problem? Hallelujah. The one who can bring about that answer, God, that solution that's causing that desperation in their lives. Remind them of that, God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Remind them, God. Remind them, God. Let them know, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're still there. And in their desperate hour, God, you will still remain there for them. Help them, God, to put aside their unbelief that they've done too much wrong. That they've offended you too many times and that there's no hope for them, God. There's no recourse. I pray, God, that the power of desperation will break them through that. That the power of desperation will push that aside. The power of desperation, God, will cause them to make every effort they can to restore that experience in you, God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, break them. Break them, God. However you've got to do it, whatever, God, it takes, break them, Lord, and bring them to that place of desperation in you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
I know, God, I know that's your will. I know that's your will, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I thank you, God, tonight that your spirit is at work. God, we loose that spirit tonight. We loose that spirit of desperation. We loose that spirit of struggle, God. We loose that spirit, Lord, that's going to bring them to that place, Lord. Hallelujah. That's going to reconnect them with you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we believe you for it tonight. Hallelujah. We believe you for it, God, tonight in Jesus' name. That we're going to begin seeing some mighty things happen. We're going to begin seeing, Lord Jesus, some things begin to change. Some shifting and some changing taking place. We're going to begin to see, God, a, a breaking, Lord, of that resolve and reserve in their hearts. We're going to begin seeing, God, a, a dissolving away of excuses, God, and, and everything that they've held, Lord, as, as, as a, a means of keeping them away from you. Those things are going to begin to be broken and dissolved, God. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. We come against those things tonight, God, in your name. Hallelujah. And we promote, Lord, your spirit working, working, God, in their lives tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you for it, God. Thank you for it, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, I shout out to Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've got one more thing I want us to pray about in closing tonight. We need to pray that as the church, we can become the church that is able to direct these desperate souls to the will of God for their lives. Because we do have the answer. We know who to connect them with. That's our job. And I want us to pray that God will help us to become that people. In Jesus' name, let's pray. God, they need us. <laughs> God, they need us to be the church. They need us to be the ones who love and care. They need us to be the ones who have an understanding spirit. They need us to be the ones who will wrap them up in the love of God who will tend to their needs, who will reach out to them, who will instruct them and lead them and pray with them and help them, God, in their time of desperation, that we will not leave them alone. That we will be there for them, Jesus, as you have been for us. And that we will be there, God, to help them to be restored and help them to be renewed. And help them, God, to find you for the first time. That their lives, God, can be blessed in the midst of their desperation. That the blessing can come. The greatest blessing they will ever know, God. They're being linked together with you. They're being brought, God, into that relationship of your great love. Drawn to you, God. So that you can wrap them in your great and tender love. So that you can let them know, God, that you've got them. Hallelujah. And that you're never going to let them go. That you're going to be with them through every crisis. 
that you're going to be with them in the midst of every struggle they encounter, that you're not going to leave them alone, but you're going to go with them through every encounter in life. And even when they feel as though they are alone, they never are because you are there with them. God, help us. Help us, God, that we can be that people for them. <laughs> and that we can help them, God, in their great hour, even as there have been those who helped us in ours. In Jesus' name tonight, God, we pray for that. We continue to pray for that. We will continue to pray for that, God, hallelujah, until that begins to percolate in our hearts, until it begins to become established in our spirit, God, until it becomes that way that we have of just looking at life and looking at others, God, and seeing uh, what they're going through. And help us to be sensitive to them, God, sensitive, Jesus, to their need, sensitive, God, to, to knowing, Lord, that they are in need. They're going to be pretty good at hiding it. But I pray, God, that you will help us to see past that. That you will help us, God, to have the sensitivity in our spirit, Lord, to be able to bear witness with what they're going through. And God, grant to us, Lord, the capacity to be able to speak a word of wisdom to them. To be able, God, to speak something that will draw them in relationship God with you that blessings upon blessings upon blessings God may flow and be poured out upon their lives God because you are the blesser God and not the cursor hallelujah <laughs> and you want to bless God you want to bless. And we want to do everything we can to help that happen, Jesus. In your name, God, we ask tonight. Thank you for it, God. God, help us. Help us tonight to take this home with us. Help us, God, to take this with us, Jesus. And let it move us. And let it change us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God, tonight for your word. Thank you, God, tonight for your direction. Thank you, God, tonight for helping us to know your mind and your heart. God, help us to act accordingly upon that. And we give you thanks, Jesus. We give you thanks, God, for what you're doing now. We thank you, God, for loosening the grip in people's lives upon that attitude of, of God, of needing to have everything as hassle-free as possible. Because they need to struggle. So that they might be blessed, God. In Jesus' name, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Folks, I'm telling you, God cares about people. cares enough to make him struggle knowing where that struggle is going to lead him he's going to take what they think is a curse and turn it into the greatest blessing they've ever known that's God that's God praise God God bless you tonight
like for us to stand. I know there's souls that are desperate. And I, I have one more thought here tonight. How desperate are we to see people filled with the Holy Ghost? And uh, I want us to lift our hands and cry out to God that he would bring a harvest but it's going to include us to get desperate. Let's pray. Jesus, we're desperate, God, to see people filled with the Holy Ghost. We are desperate, God, for people to be baptized in the name of Jesus. We're desperate, God, to see people touched and healed and delivered and their life changed, God. But Lord, is our desperation enough, God? Let our desperation rise to a new level. God, let us get to a point where we cry out in the middle of the night for souls. That we cry out, God, that we reach out to a person's life and we minister to them, God. Let us be more desperate than where we're at. Let us be as desperate as you are, God, to see lives blessed and lives changed and lives touched. God, pour it upon us today, Lord, the desperation to be a soul winner, to see lives set free for, for struggle, God, to be healed in people's lives, for hearts to be touched. God, we want to be desperate. We want to be desperate to see these things happen, Lord, for our altars to be full, for our church to be full of hungry people, God, that have come with desperation, Lord, and that we pray them through to the power of the Spirit of the Lord. And their life is totally changed, God, with new joy and new peace and new healing in their life. Their marriage is healed. Uh, their lives healed, Lord. Their soul, their, 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 their mind healed, Lord. I pray, God, that we would get that desperation to a new level tonight, God. Lift us up in that place where our prayers, God, are cried out with tears flowing down our face because we are so desperate to see a soul one to the Lord, our friends, our loved ones, our families, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let the desperation rise to a new level, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for it, God, because we believe we believe in the power of your spirit moving on this city, moving on the hearts and lives of every individual, and that there's desperation is going to turn hearts toward you and to your church and to your, to your word. God, we thank you for it. Hallelujah. And we believe, God, that you've heard us as we prayed tonight. God, we know you've, you've remembered us. You've remembered us. Hallelujah. In the 